0: Welcome to the Simply Authentic Podcast with Angie and Tanya, where we hope to inspire you to dream big and push past your fear, empower you to take charge of your own life, and challenge you to be the most authentic self you can be.
1: Welcome back to the Simply Authentic
0: Podcast. I'm Tanya Murphan. And I'm Angie Mullings. And today, we're very excited because we have an in-studio guest, Logan Aguirre, publisher of 417 Magazine, is joining us today. Welcome. Hi, Logan. Hi, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Oh, so yeah. happy to be here. Thanks we're excited. for asking me. Sure. So let's start by telling our listeners a little bit about you and family and
2: whatever you want to cover. All right. Well, um... I am not a native of Springfield or 417 land as we call it. 417 is the area code here. Um, I grew up moving all over the country following my dad's career in TV news. So while he was working in TV stations, my mom was working in marketing and public relations. Mm -hmm. So our dinnertime conversations were fascinating. Either what crazy thing happened on the news (laughs) or what cool event she was working on. So I knew that I wanted to go into something similar, so I went to Mizzou Journalism School, which is where my dad went. My mom went to the University of Florida Journalism School. They actually met, they had their same job out of college. They both started at the same radio station in Jackson, Mississippi. Hmm. So he was the on-air guy, she was in sales, And the very first day, he saw her walk by his little DJ window, you know, and the radio station (laughs) asked her out in May, and they got married in October. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And um, my dad is from Springfield, so – Um, after I graduated high school, they ended up down here. He was working, running um, a TV station down here at the time. And so when I went to Mizzou, I thought I wanted to be in broadcast. That's what I started in. And then reflecting on growing up, moving all the time, although I learned a lot, I knew that that wasn't really the life that I would want my children to have. Mm -hmm. And so I went into the advertising sequence at Mizzou. And my my dream was to live in New York City. So I moved to New York right after graduation. Uh, And eventually my parents came to own 417. They kind of rescued it from going out of business. And uh, eventually my career in St. Louis was growing to a point that, and the magazine had grown to a point where they asked if I would come join them. And that was 17 years ago.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) There's a couple of things. First of all, I think it's interesting. I think you're, you're part of 417. I just, you know, I, as a general person out, out there, I would have thought you've always been here. Mm-hmm, so I know. That's interesting because <laughs> you've always been a part. Uh, and it, it is feels the like place it. I've lived the longest in my whole yeah. life. So, <laughs> And then secondly, I didn't remember there was an owner before your parents. So. Yeah, a
2: radio station had started it. Okay. And my parents actually had left corporate America. Um, they left the TV station they were both working at here in town, started their own marketing firm. At the same time, a family member was starting Liberty Bank, which is now Simmons. Mm-hmm. And um, they hired my parents to do all their marketing. Mm-hmm. And 417 called on them to advertise for the bank. I see. Okay. And that's kind of what got them started talking about the magazine. And my dad learned a lot about, they actually were trying to hire my parents to help market the magazine mm-hmm. as a marketing agency. Right. And through that just said, you know, maybe you have a better handle on this than we do. Um, and do you want to buy it? And my mom said, Absolutely not. (laughs) And my dad said, yeah, I think so. (laughs) That's pretty much how all their decision making goes. And um, so, yeah, it was, it was in a really bad shape, but it had a great name Mm -hmm. and it had so much potential for just being a force for good stories and positivity and, you know, making you proud of where you live. And I think for my dad moving around the country and, probably trying to stay away from his hometown. Yeah. Then when he got back here realizing, oh, you know, this is, not every place is like this. Right. And he, um, my his parents had passed away and they were very modest. They left a very little amount to him. And that's what he was able to use to buy the magazine. So he always called oh, the magazine wow. a love letter to his hometown.
1: Aww. Yeah, that's yeah. Sweet. So how yeah. old is the magazine? It's 25 years this 25. year. 25 wow. We're celebrating 25 awesome. years. Yeah. yeah.
2: So when they bought it, it was only just a few years old. And I guess three years old. So I mean, it was, okay. it was really just a name, and yeah. um, and not a whole lot else. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So how did you get to your current position? I've heard you tell this story before, but for our listeners that don't know your trek to mm-hmm. publisher, tell us your journey.
2: Okay. Well, I I started on a smaller magazine that we had at the time called Go Magazine, and I guess I'll just say from the beginning. I just did whatever the next job in the building that needed to be sure. done, right? Yeah. That's how a family yes. business is. So right. when I got there, they said, here's this thing we need help with. We need events. We need sales. We need marketing. And it was called Go Magazine. It was like a downtown alt-weekly, and it was a blast okay. to work on at that stage of my life because I knew Event. no one here my, yeah. except my husband and my parents and my brother. Mm-hmm. And it was just a fun we, – we launched a ton of events, and it was really just a great opportunity to get a lot of young professionals together mm. and – we had a blast with that. Well, in during the recession in 08, we folded it, and we kept all that we had. Such talent on that magazine, so we mm-hmm. kept all of them. Just put them in into other th- positions. And at that point, my parents told me I had to be the sales manager. I was like, "Oh no, those salespeople are so scary." <laughs> um, and they let me have it, man. Like trial by fire. That's an interesting <laughs> way to learn. And so it really just kind of went like that. Just whatever yeah. came up, or I saw opportunities where we could do something bigger and better. And they're like, okay, go for it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then my dad, we had written a story in 417 called Generation Next, where we profiled some family businesses in town. And it got great response. Mm -hmm. And so my dad started thinking about a business magazine. And so something that really is a business lifestyle magazine, you know, we have an awesome business journal in town, they do a great job with weekly business news. Mm -hmm. Uh, So but that the storytelling aspect of the wins, the losses, learning from these great entrepreneurs, right. um, being inspired by startups that are hustling out there—you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. learning from the legends and from the people you know just trying to start their start their businesses—and he had the idea to do Biz Four One Seven, and then he said, "So go figure out how to launch a magazine," kind of thing, and that was oh, neat because I yeah. never, I never, right, yeah, built one from the ground up, and um, so eventually, I just moved into a role where I was really his executor. So like, he's got the vision I'm figuring out how to get it integrated through the building. And my mom was always in operations and, you know, handling payroll. She did a lot of sales too at the beginning and has a great marketing brain. So I kind of worked with both of them on both of those things. And my brother was really involved in the business too. So we were working on scaling it for a transition plan and then his wife had the opportunity to move to Kansas City for her career. And so he left in 2019, um, not 2019, 2015. And um, all of a sudden, I was like the last man standing
1: <laughs> What?
2: I didn't know you could leave a family business. Um, and so I was named president. And that was actually really hard because I had never envisioned myself working there without my brother. Mm, it just had yeah, never occurred sure. to me that it, that I wouldn't always... Have him yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you are working a family business and then you work with a sibling, um, just the trust you have. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a sibling. So they're going to also tell you when you've sure. royally screwed up and, Shoot you, you know, when you're a jerk. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was a hard transition. It really was. But eventually, you know, I got I kind of figured it out, and mm-hmm. I promoted some people within that are on my leadership team now that have been with me a long time, um, thirteen years and sixteen years. Amy and Megan. Awesome. And then in twenty twenty, I, I purchased the magazine for my parents. So we we finished out the secession plan. It just went a lot differently than I yeah. thought it would yeah. at the yeah. beginning. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Well, there's a whole lot there to unpack, <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's start with. Um, it, the challenges that you have working with family. I mean, it's great, and like you said, working with a sibling, you you know that person. You've grown up with them. You you know their their personality, what they're capable of, their strengths, and so on. Um, but but what are the challenges of of doing that? Well, I think
2: I'll say that once I got my once I've got over the fact that he had left, then then I thought, oh my gosh, I like I have my brother back. And so now when we mm-hmm. get together you know,
1: yeah. we just get to, it's not all business. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so that, you know, that is really hard. And that boundary is yeah. really, really hard. And, yeah. um, and even now, I mean, my parents aren't involved in the business, but they love it and they want to know yeah. what's going on. And yeah. so it's hard not yeah. to even drift into that even now Yeah, because sure. they're so proud and excited and they want to hear everything. Or if, if something's not going well, they're like, how can we of help course. you? And mm-hmm. so yeah, the, the boundary part is really hard. And, um, you know, there's there's good and bad that comes with that. Mm-hmm. But there were times when I'd, we'd be, you know, at the lake and I'd be like, Dad, I need you to, we need, I, I, I'm i here to just float in the pool. Yeah. Right. Let's talk yeah. about something else. Right. You know, so yeah. just trying to, okay, okay. It's hard when it's your whole, it's your everything. Yeah. Yes. When you own a yeah. business, it's your identity, it's your yes. Yes. livelihood, Um, you, you're passionate about it. So yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: We understand that with real estate. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you
2: guys can, I mean, never we stop. You can't turn it off. Ever. Right? Yeah. So
1: we no. hang out with all kinds <laughs> of real people. estate friends. <laughs> yeah. So who get even it. when we're trying to relax, yeah. we're talking about real right. estate. exactly. <laughs> Are you responding to a text <laughs> yes. or you're on the phone? Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> people who get that. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I have a question for you, Logan. You have really great content. And yeah. we can look forward to seasonal publications every year and, and the different things that you put out. How do you, first of all, how do you come up with that plan? And, and when is it, when is that plan expired? So if it's you know, all about um, local eateries and you do that every year, how many years does it take for that to be tired? And you kind of have to reframe that.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I think that we have a couple things we do every year no matter what. Yeah. So uh, one great example I would say that I'm really proud of that just came out today. We got it in the office and we all got to look at it together It's our top doctors issue. Yeah. So we've done top doctors, I mean, probably for 25 for years, yeah. maybe yeah. not that long. Yeah. But And so it's an annual survey. The doctors recommend each other. So we asked them, if you were a loved one were sick, who would you recommend in these categories? And that's how the ballot, I mean, that's that's we just take that data and that.
1: and that's yeah. what we publish yep. and
2: people look to that you know mm-hmm. if 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 they are sick or a loved one's sick or someone recommends a doctor they look there mm-hmm. are they are they do their peers believe that they are the best mm-hmm. I mean th- th- those guys know who's who's good and who's right. not you're of right uh, so every year we have to think about the cover and how are we going to do the cover differently yeah. and every year we have to think about what else are we going to package up with this list that gives it you know, a a fresh take. So I had when we sat down for our editorial brainstorm this year, I had just been to an appointment and inside the Holston Cancer Center, I had Mm. to go for my skin cancer check at Swan. And there was a woman in the atrium playing the piano. Mm -hmm. And like just this beautiful piano music wafting up. And if you think about during COVID, you just, they couldn't do any of Mm -hmm. that. Like they cut Mm -hmm. all that out. And so when I got to the editorial meeting, I said, what if instead of writing about, I mean, well, we definitely need to cover our physicians, but what if we write about these, these people who give their time to volunteer at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And like let's ask the volu- let's ask the hospitals who are some of their best volunteers and can we please talk to this woman who plays the piano right. in the yeah. middle of the day? Yeah. And so it is. It's the piano player. It's the um, a profile of a guy, you know, who takes his therapy dog in and the, their why mm-hmm. is, you know, I mean, you just can't help but get teary-eyed when yeah. you're reading it. So there's always a new way to do it yeah. that we haven't done before. Yeah. And then actually our cover um, we're super proud of and you'll have you'll see it when you see it but our editor it's all made out of paper how she designed the cover so it's um it, it's you'll just have to see it but it took hours mm-hmm. and so she really did craft it from hand the way that mm-hmm. um and then we photographed it so you know it's we always have creative ideas right. and creative people and so there's there's new ways to do lots of different things mm-hmm. but um so I don't know we just
1: yeah. we don't run out of takes on it yeah. yeah well and if you're working with a staff who are all equally creative in their mm-hmm. own right mm-hmm. then the the ideas never expire right right yeah and and someone like you or your other staff mm-hmm. members are in a place and and just suddenly have a great idea
2: yeah and yeah. you just are you know kind of are always thinking oh that'd be a good story that'd yeah be, i just yeah. that's how i think and of everything, like,
1: yeah, even if something's going horribly wrong, I'm like, well, this will be
2: a good story one day. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, right. So I have a follow-up question on the, on kind of that topic. So when you have this great idea, or you think of a great story, or with someone, how do you all communicate that? So we... <laughs> We're using a lot of Google Docs with this podcast. And we're <laughs> constantly like going back and forth and filling uh, stuff collaborating, out and adding yeah. collaborating. Mm-hmm. So what mechanism do you guys use to share ideas and to keep everything... Straight.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, You laugh. um, I'll get back. I don't know. I'll let you know when I figure it out. Uh, We have like a Google Sheet for everything. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. We actually use a a software called Monday.com, and it's a project management workflow software that has changed our lives because we have so many deadlines all the time with all the magazines, all the digital, all the events. All the promotions and um, none of it lived in one place and yeah. so it was really hard to onboard someone and for them to get their head around everything that was going on at once yeah, yeah. and yeah. so monday has helped because when you log in it shows you all the things mm-hmm. that you need to be doing that week you know because mm-hmm. all the timelines are already in there but we yeah. work on a lot of timelines yeah and a lot of collaboration within docs for sure like yeah. you're talking yeah. about yeah
0: yeah you know what i visualize i have to make a movie reference how to lose a guy in 10 days uh-huh. and they sit around the table and Andy wants to write something serious and her boss is like next yeah. or next idea or that's what I envision when I, when I think about those brainstorming yeah. sessions.
2: But. We actually, we have, we have really good data on who our core readers are and so we've created personas and they have names and they have faces oh, and mm-hmm. so everything we talk about, um, our, our 417 core reader is Beth and secondary audiences: carol and john so carol and john are empty nesters beth is still probably has children in her home she's active she's running around all the time like how are we going to get beth to be interested in this and and it just really helps frame everything i think about before we had our personas we were doing a camping feature and somebody in an editorial meeting pitched primitive camping
1: yeah.
2: and in the nicest way possible i had to say like Absolutely not. Are we going to write about primitive camping? And now we, glamping, now maybe. we, maybe. now we can say. I just don't know if I see Beth doing primitive camping. I Rushed. think Beth wants to stay in the glamping hut. Beth likes air conditioning. At Big Cedar Lodge. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. and it's like, oh, okay. So it just kind of helps. Um, we even had like this. We did a hiking issue recently. We had this beautiful photo of a woman like and her kid, like this like amazing view, and I'm mm-hmm. like I. If I'm Beth, I'm, I'm seeing that and I'm like, my kid's about to fall mm-hmm. off the cliff. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, good point, good point. So we just like change the, you know, we just crop it in a little or, you know, so you just kind of have to like constantly be thinking That's in terms funny. of her. I love that. And, yeah. um, and then that helps kind of take away some of yeah. the, I, you know, people just are, yeah. I, cause most of our staff, no, 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 they're not Beth. They're not Carol right. and John. Right. Uh, so they're having to pitch stories and ideas for a demographic that they're not a part of. Right. And so having those personas really helps.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, So you've got several magazines, different publications, and you had an original 417 magazine that was a tried and true. You knew it was a great product. What's it like to take a risk on a a different product, a different – because you have several now, and Mm -hmm. you might list them because I don't know all of them. But I'm just curious what that looks like and how risky that is Mm -hmm. to try something new. You know – In
2: my time of owning the magazine, we haven't launched a new magazine. I mean, we've launched some uh, new initiatives and that sort of thing. But there was a time when my parents bought Wichita Magazine and tried to diversify that way. And it was really hard to duplicate the magic Mm -hmm. of what we do in a town where you're not like living and just breathing it all the time. So we found that that was a challenge and ended up um, selling it to an owner there. Um, Biz was just an amazing deal. We sold it out right away for the whole first year wow. like on the day we launched it. It was incredible. Wow. So, you really have to just know if is there an audience for mm-hmm. it and is there an advertiser base for it. Mm-hmm. So, if if you have both of those things you're you're good. Right. But like Go Magazine had a great audience, but there's, it's a hard, it was hard to find an advertising base for the young, that younger downtown. I mean, there's just only so much. So it's when they, they started doing more home content in the magazine and attracting more home advertisers. Mm -hmm. And as that content grew, there got to a point where it was like, I think this could spin out and be its own magazine. I think there's a subscriber base for it Mm -hmm. because we've seen it grow within our core magazine. So that's kind of how, Home got launched as a quarterly. That's how Bride Bride started with mm-hmm. Bride content in there. And as it grew, then you can kind of spin Gosh. that off. Um, but, you know, if you don't have an, an, an advertiser base for it that wants to reach that audience, then, I mean, you, you can't really have one without the other. They mm-hmm. go hand yeah. in hand. Mm-hmm, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Because yeah. you did not write content all day long, but it's very expensive to print it and publish it and get it to people. So (laughs) yeah, you have to
1: make sure there's an audience that wants to speak to that the reader. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 417 sponsors events throughout the year, Mm -hmm. and probably COVID caused a little bit of a change in those sponsorships. Tell us what you do throughout the year now in 2023. We, as far as our own events,
2: mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, so right now um, we have a few signature events, but you're right. We we used to have a whole lot more. Yeah. And one thing that we play the great game of business at 417 mm-hmm. Magazine, which is an open management operating uh, open book management operating system. So we're real dialed in on our financials. And one thing that was really eye-opening the year that um we used to have this huge fashion show event which was a blast I love it was a it. ton of work <laughs> but it was a lot of fun yeah. yes and yeah. the year that we had to cancel it two weeks before the year of COVID two weeks before we were going to do it and I, we I was so scared to see our April numbers at yeah. the end and we did better than we in April than we planned and mm. it was because it was just eye-opening how much of a drain the show was mm. on yeah. time and resources sure. and so it kind of sent us on a journey of like, we, we, t- we had time in mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. 2020 because, you know, you had staff and you had to keep going, even though everything was weird. We evaluated every single thing we were doing and mm-hmm. we just made some big choices. Sure. And it's been awesome. It's been great to just really narrow in. So we have Think Summit, which is like a day of TED Talks all about the future of 417 land. We do that in April. Yeah. We have Lady Sue Launch, what's coming up, yes. Yes. Um, which is uh, has grown and become like a life of its own. We have, <laughs> there's going to be 550 women there tomorrow. Wow. Um, awesome. And then we have our Biz 100 cocktail reception and we have a Best Places to Work event. So most of our big events right now are all under Biz 417. Okay. And then with 417 Magazine, we do a ton of sponsoring charitable events and, you know, leaning into giving our resources that way and then we have some smaller things that we might do little pop-up events along the way but right now 417 does not have its own big signature event which is kind of sad so we're we're thinking about that we're thinking about what we might want to do under 417 brand
0: yeah so tanya and i neither one have been to ladies who launch we are coming this year so so we'll be there tomorrow um but give us a little can you give us just a snapshot of what that event looks like sure I can tell you the why behind, yeah. let me, so let me start there. The first year that we
2: published the Biz 100 and Biz 417, which is a listing of the 100 most influential business leaders in South, Southwest Missouri, and we have an editorial board that helps pick that. We are internally pick it, and when it came out the first time, uh, we got feedback asking why there were only 10 women on the list. So out of 100 people, why are there mm-hmm. only 10 women? And I'm like, oh, Interesting. My goodness. I don't know. It hadn't occurred to me. So we started saying, well, who do we miss? Who mm-hmm. who did we leave off? And nobody could give us an answer of who we left off. It was just more like, yeah, oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. We need to have more female mm-hmm. leaders in Southwest Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what can we do as a brand? Um, we can't just name people to the list to make ourselves feel better. Sure, right? right. So we thought, well, maybe we, we see a, a gap in the market for just an awesome content event that is – for women that's leadership driven that you know is supportive and encouraging yeah. and um so we just we launched ladies who launch and now we're in our fifth or sixth year and it keeps selling out and i don't i don't know how we're going to get a better venue next year because we're at the biggest one we can be at in town <laughs> but it's really high energy it's really positive um we're not bashing men we're not bashing women we're we're really there to to just encourage and connect and that's it's really about content community and conversation so um and the connection piece is the biggest the you just hear i love hearing the stories of women who met in the bathroom line or they met during our hustle hour Mm -hmm. or they met because they were brave enough to sit at a table with someone they didn't know yeah you know you go into those huge rooms and you're you want to sit next to your best friend also because we're busy and if we actually can see our best friend exactly it's huge right right um but part of the the magic of the day is putting yourself in an, in, a, in a kind of being brave enough to be in that an uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. and knowing everyone else in the room is is doing the same thing. Yeah. And um, our hustle hour, which is our speed networking event, is depending on your personality, the most loved or most hated part of the day. Yeah. Uh, but we can, cont- you know, even the people who hate it, we still get responses like, I hated it, but it was probably really good for me. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, right. <laughs> so because the feedback is always, I, I wish there was just more time to meet people, more yeah. time to meet people. But We have a keynote, um, a lunch keynote, Desiree Reed-Francois out of, she's the University of Missouri athletic director, the first female athletic director in the SEC and Mm -hmm. one of the only ones in the whole country. Wow. And she's Hispanic and she's an attorney by trade. Uh, She's incredible. So her story is Passion Drives Purpose is the name of hers. Then I'll be moderating a panel with four of the women from our Women Who Mean Business cover story that we Mm -hmm. did in March. Mm -hmm. We'll have Hustle Hour and then our keynote is – an author by the name of Sarah Knight who wrote the book The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck mm-hmm. and then followed it up with like Get Your Shit Together book and yeah. but she's really all about unapologetic boundaries. Yeah. And I've heard her on a podcast now that she's you hilarious. That. <laughs> and she don't like make a drinking game out of taking a shot every time she says the f word because you won't be able to walk out of there. Uh, so we're just like having to warn people. You know, sorry yeah. if you don't like hearing sorry. the f word, you're gonna hear it a lot. Yeah. But she's she's hilarious. But her mm. message is really about just how to unapologetically say no mm. and say it with grace. Yeah, yeah. But you know, just because. That is important to you. I'm sorry. It's not important to me. And that's not where I... She says, stop spending time you don't have
1: with people you don't like doing things you don't want to do. And And as a woman, that. (laughs) that is so hard. I know. But I need it like tattooed on my hand or something. All of us, doesn't it? I know, yes. and I don't
2: want to let anybody down, no. yeah. and I don't want
1: to miss out.
2: The missing out is big for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's going to be a great message, but she does it in a great way, and yeah. that, and then we end with rose. A happy hour with rose. I'm so, so, so excited about that. Me too. <laughs> so excited. clear your calendar. Yes. Don't yes. schedule anything. Yes. Um, and you'll have you'll we'll have a great time. Now, do you know We're that m- that this like taken on a life of its own with what people wear i know that Amy okay. just told me that okay
0: yeah pink i haven't gotten around to telling you pink right or... i
2: mean it has just taken a okay. life of its own that people tend to wear the colors of the event it is completely unintentional but i tell you because people who don't know then they they get there and they feel like they didn't get the memo yeah, yeah. and then they're mad yeah, yeah. like why didn't anyone tell me right. there's a dress code
1: because like, there's not a dress code Scope. <laughs> well, I'm glad that accidentally <laughs> came out. Yes, yeah. it did. Just so, in case so you forgot so to tell, you can show <laughs> up in whatever
2: color you want. Just own it, rock it. Um, if you're there in yellow and no one else is, then hey, you're going to stand fine. out. Exactly. exactly. Right? Yeah, so
0: yes. okay. Yes.
1: Well, we're excited.
2: Yeah, I'm so glad y'all are coming. Yes, yes,
0: we are excited. I I just want to interject here that I did yep. get to come to the Think Summit for the first yes. time this year, I was so and I there. loved it. I will tell you that she and I had already. Tanya and I had already talked about putting this podcast together, and I approached a couple of your speakers and said, would you be a guest? So we're going to have a couple of guests that were there. And um, so it's just a great, if you use that opportunity... Like you said, the connection. Mm-hmm. It's great to hear the speakers and the panelists and all of that. But honestly, what I enjoy is the connections and just being able to meet. I'm yeah. your husband there. Okay. As a matter of fact. Yeah, he's good people. I like yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. I think you should keep him.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, that's another one that is, um, you know, like Max Buto from Cox Health the CEO of Cox Health brought his entire leadership team this year. Wow. And then they all went, to, he took them all to dinner afterwards to talk about like their top takeaways. And nice. so it's become a great thing for business leaders, but then I love to see them engaging their teams mm-hmm. and getting, yeah. you know, just getting people more exposed to where you live and all the great things happening. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy just if you, you know, just to read headlines mm-hmm. and, or if you Google this place that, you know, maybe you're thinking like, Oh, the world's going to crap you know mm-hmm. um, but then you get in, in there and you're like look at all these smart passionate people taking risks putting big ideas out there yeah. and uh, and then all the people there to hear it and the more of your team that you can get there you know just the more people that are bought in on yeah. the vision of the community
1: and yeah. want to be a part of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah a lot of leaders in the room mm-hmm. For sure. well I hope to go next year if okay. I wasn't able to attend this year it's so. the first Wednesday in April Okay, yeah, I'll get one of my <laughs> calendar. <laughs> so, you are very involved in the community, and we'd like to hear a little bit about that. Your leadership roles, such as president of the chamber, that was in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about those opportunities in the community, and how probably how that comes back to helping you run your publication. Sure, I
2: was completely taken by surprise when they asked me to serve on the chamber board Mm -hmm. i just i wasn't really involved in the we were chamber members but i wasn't super active i wasn't out there trying to you know i think some people that's like a path that they really want to get on and so they Mm -hmm. do all these things and it just i wasn't really at a stage in my life where i had capacity to take all that on as well and i was so honored because i just think you know, I just really admire anyone who has ever served on the chamber board or the people that have served as chairman. And Mm -hmm. so once I got on, I thought, okay, I'm clearing my plate of any other commitments. And I'm just going to go all in on this and learn everything I can. And there's so much to learn. And so I just said yes to everything that came my way through it. You know, yeah, I'll go to that meeting. I'll think I'll go to Jeff City, whatever. I just really immersed myself in it and ended up really loving it. And I think, you know, it's all about how much you put into it. So Mm -hmm. you can definitely serve on any board and show up for the meeting and leave and write your check. And um, that's just not how I operate. Unfortunately, if I'm in, I'm in at like 150%. (laughs) And um, and so that's probably something I should work on. But um, I just, you know, then eventually they asked me to serve as a vice chairman. And then it got to this point, somebody said, you said yes to that. And I'm like, yeah. And they go, well, you know, that's who they look at. Those are the only people that they can pick for chair. I'm like, no, what? I'm like, well, they're not going to pick me. They're obviously going to pick this other guy. And then it came around, and um, Robin Robeson was the chair before me, and she came to me, and she said, if you'll say yes, I, I think you're the person. I think it's – we've never had back-to-back women. Mm-hmm. At that point, they'd only had five women over chair the chamber, and the chamber was 100 years old. Wow. Yeah. And um, I was like, what? <laughs> me? Uh, so anyway, the, that was the choice they made, mm-hmm. and when they asked me, I – it was amazing. And then uh, the timing of it my, um, the, was all during COVID. So mm. my, um, my vice chairman year or the, my chair elect year was 2020.
0: Mm.
2: And uh, it was hard. And I mean, I didn't get to experience a lot of the things you normally would as chairman, but that's not why I did it. I did it because I wanted to, you know, just help tell Springfield story as, mm-hmm. as big as we can sure. and be a part of helping, you know, where do we want to go and how can we be a part of that. And so what was really what I appreciated about the experience was I got to be at the table with all on all the calls, all the conversations about when do we open back up, how do we open back up and being wow. able to be a voice of small business at the table. Because yeah. yeah. you've got hospitals and they have risks and you've got higher ed and they've got risks and but we have to remember this is a town built on entrepreneurs and yes. small businesses. Yes. And my business is, is a reflection of the community. So mm-hmm. if the community is not healthy, our business isn't healthy. Right. And I want to go back to my yoga studio. Yeah. And I would like to decide whether I get to go back into my yoga studio. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And I think my yoga studio owners want to welcome the students back in who you know want to do it safely and like there's ways to do this yeah. and we got to open up so much faster mm-hmm. than any other most places yeah. Yeah. and we bounced back so much faster mm-hmm. and so it really was beautiful timing in the sense of you know just getting to represent in that way yeah mm-hmm. yeah but yeah story ideas come back to the magazine um you know just meeting interesting yeah. people mm-hmm. i get I, I i plan the lineup for think summit i yeah, I you know, ask all those speakers, and because I'm out there meeting them, and I'm like, yes. "You are fascinating." Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! Sometimes they just tell me one little thread, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Okay, we gotta. We <laughs> I gotta, need you. Right. I need you to come up with 20 minutes about that. You <laughs> yeah. know? Right. Yeah. And yeah. so um, yeah. that's the best part of my job is when I'm. I mean, I love being at the work, and I love everybody who's there. But my best days are when I'm out and yeah. just mm-hmm. connecting with fascinating people. Right. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: When you are part of the chamber at a level that you are, you you go on these community visits, mm-hmm. right? You get to visit, I know last year was Northwest Arkansas and you've been to different places. One of the, the themes and it came up at the Think Summit was this idea of regionalism. And I know it's not new. I've served on a chamber committee um, called the Ozarks Regional Economic Partnership. Mm-hmm. I was part of that. So this idea of regionalism has been around for a long time. But it seems that there's a resurgent in that is what it seems to me. Can you talk a little bit about what your observations have been with, with regard, regard to that, and maybe what opportunities opportunities we might be missing if we don't look more regionally?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, if we don't look regionally, we're, we're really going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we go to Northwest Arkansas and you're so inspired by everything there, mm-hmm. but they don't have anything we don't have. Mm -hmm. in fact we have better things than they have Mm -hmm. Uh, they don't have access to water like we have i mean we're surrounded by rivers and lakes and we have just as many outdoor amenities natural resources it's just Mm -hmm. as beautiful here Mm -hmm. um and we aren't solely reliant on just a couple of big industries or Mm big companies and they're definitely um, have been very blessed. And the the Waltons yeah. have been incredibly generous. And what's amazing about the Walton family there is they see an emerging need in the community, and then they figure out how to fund it from a business perspective. So they are they work way upstream to to fund things that are going to make great businesses. So I mean, everything they do is super strategic. But we have amazing businesses based here. Mm-hmm. But we have, like I keep saying, a town of entrepreneurs. I mean, we just are we're so stable because we have so many different great industries here and we're not reliant on just one big one. So, but I think that when you start zooming out a little bit from Springfield, you know, we Branson is a huge opportunity in the lakes for us to be all in together on promoting the Ozarks and, and, Um, Republic, you know, with their leadership that they have there, they've got it going on. They do. And um, they've been able to really demonstrate, you know, look around at what you have that nobody else has. They have a ton of land and they have Mm -hmm. access to, you know, highway Mm -hmm. and just say yes and run it like a business and and look how how it can grow Mm -hmm. and how the community can rally around that. And so Springfield doesn't have a lot of land. I mean, we only have so much we can do, but we're right. the epicenter of all of it. Mm-hmm. And so what what does Springfield have that we can provide that the other towns don't have and then let the other towns do what they do really well? Okay. And um, But I want to see us embrace the name the ozarks i would love i keep saying we should say we're the gateway to the ozarks because mm-hmm. you really can't get to the that. ozarks except through springfield You're right. Right. and i think that besides the show and whatever people want to think about the show i think for the most part when when people think of the ozarks they think of how beautiful it is mm-hmm. and I think we should be all in on that. And then that means maybe eventually Northwest Arkansas is part of our region. Right. We're not far away. No. You know, you right. can be there like that. And um, and they have biking and we have water. And so maybe, you know, our thing is, we can have trails, but there's lots of other things we can leverage ourselves on. We have a huge tourism thing going on already in Branson. Mm-hmm. We have lakes. We have places that have land that can attract big businesses. So it just makes sense. And um, and if we, if we try to be like, no, this is my town and... Mm -hmm then we're not going to get anywhere. No. And really, collectively, what we could be doing funding-wise and you know, lobbying-wise, when you are all there asking for the same thing together, mm-hmm. um, you get a whole lot farther than just one town asking for this thing or guy, these guys. But that means sometimes your, t- your town might not win. Right, right. But you're winning in the big but picture because absolutely. you're getting funding for this that's big right. thing that's going to eventually come back to you yeah. or because you see the bigger picture. So mm-hmm. it is a mindset sh- mindset shift. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about those trips is you get everybody fired up everybody's yeah. on them everybody wants to come back and is on the same page that's where i feel like think summit really can have a role as well in educating just a totally different level of wider group of people on some of those same messages mm-hmm. so yeah. that we can um just continue to to get that story woven in right
0: yeah. i hope we continue to have people like hal hignan who was mm-hmm. pretty in your face <laughs> about it at, at think summit and i love that because I think it is critically important, and we as realtors can serve a a part of that. We have huge lobbying Mm -hmm. that we do. Our advocacy efforts are second to none, honestly. And so I think we all have to collectively work together Mm -hmm. and continue pushing that message because I think it's vital for all of us.
2: I mean, it's exciting how fast our region is growing already. Yeah, And so... um, like, like it or not, it's happening. So how do we just really embrace and be really strategic Mm -hmm. about it so that we do it the right way?
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So you're a woman leader in the community at your publication. And you're an entrepreneur because your family decided to do this business at one time. Tell us your best lessons that you've learned from being an entrepreneur and being a woman leader.
2: I think lesson wise for me, it really comes back to my, I have to have a discipline around mindset mm-hmm. and it's really easy when you're running a business and you have a lot of people depending on you. And I feel mm-hmm. that pressure every day, every night, yeah, right. um, to, to like have something throw you off and then you can go down to like a dark place really for sure. fast, yeah. right? Yeah. And you don't have a board of directors or you mm-hmm. don't have a boss or a president or right. somebody that's like you did great, mm-hmm. you got this, you know, <laughs> right. nobody's yeah. looking around no. thinking, have we said something nice to Logan today? Right. You know, and you don't yeah. expect yeah. them to, that's not their job. Right. Um, so I've just really had to create my own discipline of meditation, yoga, um Making time to do the things that bring me joy, and and not mm-hmm. not feeling badly about that, because I have to be I have to mindset wise be healthy for my family, but a hundred percent for the people that show up for me every day, and that means that I just I I have to I have to have that time, yeah. and I have to constantly work at it, because it is you're taking a lot of risk. And you're you're there's no backup plan, right? It's not like um, I'm burnt out. I'm going to go find another job. Right. Uh, right. Nope, you can't, no, can't. That's not an option. <laughs> it turns out. So I'm actually taking a four week <clears throat> break this summer. Um, right after Lady Sue launched, the day after I'm heading out on an RV with my family for two weeks, and then I'm taking two weeks after that, and I'm I'm shutting off my email, and oh. I'm just my team has been really supportive of that, Good but I just you, you know yeah. said to them like. I like you just some point have Mm -hmm. to just kind of have a time out and it's scary and it feels irresponsible, but I just kind of know that I need that. And so I think, you know, just that discipline of kind of knowing, like I have to stay in in the right Mm headspace and it's really easy. Some people, not as much as others, but I want to have an abundance mindset and Mm -hmm. a, you know, grace mindset. And Mm -hmm. so those are just things that I have daily journaling and I just, I have to work hard at it. And Mm -hmm. I think that because um, that's how I want to show up. I want to show up energetically for others. Right. But that means that I have to make sure I'm doing what I need to do for myself. Yeah. And I think it's easy to make that the very back burner yeah. mm-hmm. when you've got yes. kids Always. and everything. Yes. And, um, but I just, I have just found that if I let that slip, then I can, mm-hmm. I can start going down like a spiral <laughs> real fast. Right. I, I never sleep on Monday nights. That's just unfortunate for me. Some people have the Sunday scaries. Yes. Yeah. I have the Monday it's where I'm Mondays. like, oh God. You know, you get back. Like sometimes, like so- Sunday, I'm still like, man, I got this. It's this been a great weekend. And then Monday, I don't know. Like by Monday night, I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> so much
1: to do. I'm like, yes. Yeah. So I'm
2: like, oh Lord, why don't I need to learn this lesson? What do I need to do on Monday nights to uh, make myself sleep better? But yeah. So. I think it's just you know yeah the mindset practice
0: is huge it is and 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 it's a discipline it It is is. absolutely Absolutely. it's
1: the best word for it (laughs) you
0: and I are right on track we are we're on it (laughs) (laughs) and I I want to kind of just take a second to to really dig into that just just to understand that we both believe that as well that we're both female leaders of our companies and that peace of mind, that mindset that I am jealous as all heck about you taking, you know, just two yeah. weeks to okay. shut it off. Because I think what people don't realize is that yes, it's scary. Yes, it's time away from your business, but what will you give back mm-hmm. once you've done that? Right. right. How much better of a leader will you be once you get your mind and and mm-hmm. you, you know, clear your mind and your head and and just have a better focus yeah be more focused yeah. so we're gonna try to wrap this up we could talk all day we could. I feel like it's yeah. been very we're so Just, happy we need that to you're roll right
1: into happy hour though ladies we do yeah, yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> we can do that <laughs> so we always like to ask our guests since we're realtors do you have any interesting or funny real estate stories oh um well
2: I mean, my husband had a lot. He just sold all his rental properties. So we have plenty of stories. Oh, I bet. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. Okay, so maybe this is a real estate story. I'm not sure. But one of the houses that we, because we lived in a lot of houses. But Uh one of the ones in St. Louis, when we lived there, we all felt like we weren't the only ones living in the house. It had this vibe. Yeah. But we never spoke of it. (laughs) Right. So like I'm in middle school and I'm like, this place is weird. And my brother's thinking it, and my mom's thinking it, but, like, we don't speak of it. Uh until like, a couple years later, and we're all talking about the house, and I'm like, do you guys ever just have, like, this weird feeling there? And my brother's like, yeah, in the basement laundry room. I'm like, yes, like, where that closet was? He's like, yeah. And then my mom (laughs) tells us this insane story about seeing a little girl ghost in her room, and we're like... Oh, my gosh. So... Fast forward. I'm living in St. Louis, and my parents are like, let's drive by our old house. So we drive by, and there, the new, the family that lives there is like having a garage sale or something. So we stop. We're like, we used to live in this house, and they take us through and they show us everything they've done to update it, and it's so pretty. And I'm like, is my mom gonna go there?
1: And <laughs> she goes. Oh, she there did. And of she's course. like,
2: can I ask? Like, do you ever feel like maybe you're not the only ones living in the house? And Lily's like, yes. <laughs> Like in the laundry room by the closet, oh, and she starts oh naming gosh. all the places. Wow! And then wow. Um, had had also had some things that she had seen, and so it, that was just oh yeah yeah you know and we're to perfect. hear someone to else hear someone else say like it. the exact spots exactly. that we had wow. always had like a feeling um, that like 15 years later and yeah that this
1: family that's a great yeah. real estate is, story. It is it a good it real estate really, story? Yeah, oh, it really okay. is. Okay, yes. Yeah, you nailed one. that. Nailed that <laughs> I'll
2: probably leave here and think of some other really good one. That's what I got right now. That's a good
0: one. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks again. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been been great fun. We always want to end thanking Gershman for letting us use their recording studio. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for listening to the Simply Authentic podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Be sure to listen to us on your favorite podcasting app. Thank mm-hmm. you.